Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And on this week's show, we start off by talking about our new website, ohiohuntsman.com, which if you can't tell, we're pretty excited about. We, we spent a lot of time putting that together and, and getting it ready for you guys. So we basically talk about what kind of content you can expect to find on there going forward and what our plans are for the website. So check that out. Like I said, it's, it's www.ohiohuntsman.com. Then the conversation, we transition into the new budget for uh, basically how it affects the ODNR Division of Wildlife and therefore how it's going to affect hunters. So one way that you're going to see the new budget changes is they are increasing the uh, deer tag prices this fall. So the season's going to open. You can buy tags at the original price, and then sometime in October, I don't remember the exact date, we talk about it in the episode here coming up, they're going to increase the the tag prices. So we haven't seen a price increase in tags in quite some time, and while it stinks to have to pay more, the Division of Wildlife, which is what sort of manages our wildlife in this state, has been severely underfunded for quite some time now. And hopefully this budget increase will will start to see some more improvements, better management, things that they just didn't have the funds to take care of. Hopefully those things will start to uh, be taken care of. So basically, we talk about that, some of our thoughts on that, and uh, you know some of the information that we've been able to find regarding how much extra funds that's going to make available for the Division of Wildlife and, and that sort of thing. So sort of a... Uh, I guess you could call it a BS session with Jacob, Jeff, and I about that topic, and hopefully it's interesting to you guys, and, and maybe you learned something, and like I said, check out our website. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about Mastin's Deer Sense. So Mastin's is one of our new sponsors, and they have all kinds of interesting deer scent products. So not just your your typical liquid scents but they've got scented candles they've got scented gel crystals so that you know you take the lid off you've got the scent put the lid back on take it with you there's no hot wax or anything anything to worry about like I said they've also got the candles which I think is really interesting and then they've got your traditional liquid scents which are a a premium scent and the one really cool thing I like about them is their bottles are bigger than your your traditional scent bottles. And so you can put them, they sell a scent dripper, and you can put the bottle right into the scent dripper. There's no pouring, there, you know, so no risk of getting that stuff on your hands because we all know that getting it on your hands, then you, you smell it for the rest of the day. So it's a really cool feature that they have, and the prices are, are really, really good. So... Check them out, mastinsdeersense.com. There'll be a link in the description so that you don't have to remember the URL. Just click the link in the description and check out some of their products. And so now, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? 
All right. So today on the show, we've got uh, Jacob, Jeff, and myself, and we've got a few things. Hopefully, you guys have seen by now, we have a new website. So we're pretty excited about this. We've been working on it for what seems like forever, but it takes time to make something uh, good, right? I mean, we were, Jake, uh, Jeff and I were just talking today at, uh, you know, just some of the websites out there that aren't good that you would expect to be good. So hopefully you guys have seen the website. Hopefully you like it and it's easy to navigate because we put, we put a lot of thought and effort into it. So uh, hopefully it's a, uh, a useful tool for you, for everybody. So we want to start off talking a little bit about the website, what we're, what our plans are for it and that kind of thing. And uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, the budget talk that's been in the news here lately about the new budget measures that are going for Division of Wildlife. So, like I said, we've got a new website, www.ohiohuntsman.com. Go check it out. You guys chime in wherever you want, but basically it's going to be the home, the hub, the, the central location for everything Ohio Huntsman. So we're going to post the episodes to there. There's a built-in player, media player for all the episodes. So you can listen to it on your phone or right in your computer browser, right from our website. You can still listen to it on all of the available podcast platforms out there. And if there's a podcast platform that we're not on that you guys like, let us know and we can work on getting the podcast added to it. But we're, you know, we'll still be available everywhere we're available today. But now you can find everything easily on OhioHuntsman.com. So we're still, you know, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Play, Google Podcast, Spotify. We even upload our episodes to YouTube. So if you, you know, if you like using YouTube or, or having YouTube playing in the background, you can listen to the episodes that way. All of the Android, uh, well, I don't know that I'm going to claim all of the Android podcast players because, you know, there's tons of them out there, but I'm pretty sure all of the big ones, CastBox, Player FM, um, Podcast Republic, uh, the list goes on and on. We should be on Podcast Addict. I, we should be on all of those. Um, we're on TuneIn. We're on iHeart. So everywhere. <laughs> you can all, you can also find our uh, the audio from our episodes on YouTube. Right. So I already said you, that. Oh, you did? Yeah, man, pay attention. Do you, you even listen to our show, bro? Apparently not. I couldn't have <laughs> swore you didn't say YouTube. Jake, who's right here, man? Jason said YouTube. As he started with YouTube. <laughs> oh, okay. This is one of the first ones I said, man. Yeah. All right, All right so we're on YouTube twice. Um, the other place that you may or may not be aware of if you go to our highlights on on Instagram, you've probably seen this, but you can have, if you have um, uh, an Amazon Alexa device, Amazon Echo device, Alexa personality, however you say it, you can ask Alexa to play the Ohio Huntsman podcast. So I, if I remember correctly, you have to have um, the tune-in skill added to Alexa, but you can then say, Alexa, Play the Ohio Huntsman podcast, and she will play the most recent episode, 
and then I think we'll continue to play through the list of episodes, if I'm, I think. Don't quote me on that, but what's important here is you can have Alexa play the podcast for you if you want to listen while you're doing dishes or whatever you like. This has turned into a long tangent of where the podcast is available. Yeah. Also, you can do the website. You can do the same thing on your Google Home. If you have a Google Home and not an Alexa. Yes. Good point. So the podcast is still in all of those places, but the website will be sort of the hub for all of the excitement and entertainment. So that's one thing that's going to be there. Another thing that's on the on the on the podcast on the website is uh, there's a there's a sort of who we are section. So you you folks that listen every week, you you know you've probably heard things you've kind of gotten to a feel for who each one of us are and things like that but if you're new or if you're looking for a little more details there's a there's a short write-up on each of us a little bit about our families you know uh, that sort of thing um so you can go check that out and another big thing that's on the website is all of our apparel so you guys have probably seen or heard us talk about the Eat Local shirts. So they've got a picture of a big giant buck, the the outline of the state of Ohio, and they say Eat Local. Really cool shirts. We get you know we get a lot of good feedback on those. People seem to like them. But we've also got some new designs that we released the day we released the website. They're really cool in my opinion. They use part of our new logo. So we've also got a new logo that we launched when we launched the new website and so go to it's kind of hard to explain what a shirt looks like through podcast but just go to ohiohuntsman.com click the apparel tab we've got men's sizes women's sizes and even some youth sizes so check them out that'll all be housed on there in addition content that's not on there yet is going to be any, like like this topic that we're going to talk about today, we might do a short write-up on that that you guys could then refer to about the, um, the budget and how it's going to affect Division of Wildlife, how it's going to affect tag prices, that kind of thing. We might write up an article on that that you guys can refer back to. I know one thing that, that uh, I'm planning to, to put on there is like a, a DIY sous vide cooker so if you guys if if you haven't heard of sous vide it's apparently they use it in the restaurant industry but it's sort of a way to make a hot water bath if you will and you can hold meat you put meat in a like a plastic bag a, a, um, a vacuum pack bag or something like that put it in this hot water bath and it'll hold it at like a medium and you can leave it in there for hours and it'll just hold it at, you know, 150 degrees or something like that. When you're ready to eat, you pull them out, cut this bag open, throw them on a hot grill to get that, that sear and uh, you, you're ready to eat. Instead of having to get home from work, throw everything on the grill, all of that, you know, you can kind of. So anyway, that's a that's a short kind of crummy description of a sous vide, but. Typically, if you want to do sous vide at home, you've got to buy one of these, you know, $80, $100, $150 
sous vide cookers, and I'm working on doing a write-up on a DIY sous vide. I haven't tested it yet, so hopefully it works. Like, I think it's going to work. But that kind of stuff, I guess, is an example of some of the other stuff that you should expect to find on the website here in the in the coming future. And just more interesting and fun articles like that. Anything that comes out from the ODNR Division of Wildlife, we'll try to do a, a quick write-up on it so that you guys have something to refer to. Versus, you know, what we've done up to this point is posts on social, which, as we all know, if you don't save it or somehow copy the link to it, sometimes finding that stuff again is next to impossible. Right, so, yeah. It'll be like a good home. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Good spot to store all that interesting articles because we're putting a lot of work into finding these good information to share with everybody. And then it disappears off the Facebook feed or the Instagram feed within a few hours to a day. So this will be a place where you can go back. If you read the article and then want to send it to a buddy or show a buddy, it'll be there. You can locate it. Right, because our, you know, as you've started to hear in our intro, our goal is to be your source for deer, well, not just deer hunting, any hunting news, conservation issues in Ohio. And so right now, like Jake said, those things kind of come and go on social and then they're gone. So what you'll probably start to see or may have already seen already is instead of a social post, there'll be a social post, but a link back to sort of a home for that content on our website. That's the idea. Make it better, easier for you guys to find the content, refer back to it when you need to or want to, and you're not trying to find some social post that you saw one day while scrolling through while you're sitting on the can or something, you know. <laughs> so, you guys want to add anything about the website? Anything... uh that you like about the website that you want to comment on or what you've, what your hopes are for it. I think you fairly covered, uh, everything that's on there and what we hope to be on there. So, uh, and yeah, we'll, we're probably going to be getting, uh, new merch over time. So keep checking back at the merch. Great point. Because as soon as we launched the website, we, almost immediately started getting feedback from you guys on, Hey, I'd love to have a hoodie, but I'd like it in green or, you know, just asks from you guys of, Oh, I'd like to have decals for my truck or, you know, whatever. So we're working on that stuff. We're taking all that feedback and working on it. Uh, so like Jeff said, stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have some of that stuff rolling out here in the very near future. And the other thing I'm working on, because I want one so bad, is an Ohio Huntsman hat. So I'm going to start working on that, working on embroidery and figuring out, wading through all of that. So uh, be patient, stay tuned, and hopefully, like Jeff said, we've got more design ideas and just sort of expanding that line. Right now it's t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, but... We're working on decals. We're working on hats. We're working on more designs. So there's more to come. So 
I think that wraps up the website. Now we want to talk a little bit about budget stuff, which at first uh, sort of, you know, budget is kind of, uh, while it's not a four letter word, it's kind of, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about budgets, but we're going to do it anyway, mostly because it's important. It affects us all, especially this sort of round of uh, budgets. So basically, you guys may have seen or will start to see there's going to be some increases in tags and license fees. And my understanding, and I am not an expert on this, which is why I'm working on getting somebody from the Sportsman's Alliance on to talk to us about this. But my understanding is the Division of Wildlife has been operating with a under a shortfall in budget. They don't have enough money to take care of the things that they need to take care of. I think Sportsman's Alliance was was estimating it at like a hundred and five million dollar deficit or something like that in in ten years. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. I thought the number was a little bit higher. I thought it was 120, but yeah, okay. over 10 years. Yeah. They were so, operating in a deficit. Right. So the Division of Wildlife operates under the umbrella of the ODNR, and they get little to no tax money. They are essentially funded entirely from the sale of hunting and fishing licenses and deer and turkey permits. So, and they get part of the excise money from the sale of firearms, ammunition, basically Pittman-Robertson money, right? Is that how you guys understand it? Yes. Yep. So, all of the expenses, they, they, they haven't seen an increase in any of this stuff since two, let me check my notes here. I wrote it down somewhere, um, since 2004, other than in 2017, they increased, they, there was a slight increase in the non-resident uh, deer permit price. Is that correct? Uh, it, in 2017, what, what was that increase? Did it go from they paid the same for, for deer tags up to the current price? Or was it already an elevated price and then they had to pay? It increased from that. Do you know? Like in 2017, they were paying the same as a resident, and then yeah. they increased it to I, what it is now. Yeah, I know. For the longest time, you the only additional cost for a non-resident hunter was just to buy the license. Then everything was the same for well, their tags. The article I was reading said that the non-resident deer tag price remained unchanged at $76.96. Right, yeah. For for this current increase? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming in 2017 is when they bumped it up to $76.96. Right, what it was right. prior to that, though, I don't know. Okay. So basically, they've been trying to manage all of the state's wildlife resources from 2004 money and haven't seen any increases, essentially any increases, since then. As you guys all know, everything has continued to get more expensive since 2004, but they've got no 
funding increases because that money comes from We the Hunter and it has to go through this budget approval process and it just hasn't happened. So while it stinks that we're going to have to pay more, it's also, you know, short-term pain for long-term gain. It's going to be better, or it should be, I'm hoping it's going to be better in the long run. Where the deer tag prices in this new budget are going to go up from $24 up to $31 and 21, or not 21, $31 and 20 cents. Is that what you guys saw? Yep, that's correct. Yep. So not a whole lot more, but the nice thing about this is they are anticipating the budget increases on these items to generate roughly $4 million in additional revenue annually, which should help. So what do you guys, I guess before I continue rambling on, on sort of what I read in this article and what I've found through my research so far, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I just found, um, again, this isn't straight off the ODNR's website, so this is someone else um, transferring information. So I guess I can't speak to the validity of it. It was just a quick search, but about the non-resident um, license fees and tag fees. It's by what I'm seeing here, it said that um, they paid the $24 for a deer tag prior to 2018. And then it has now went up. And this says by the year 2020, it's supposed to be up to 74, which it might already be there. Um, and their license, like their actual general license is supposed to continue to go up. According to this, um, they went up, and by 2020, it's going to be 174. Do we know what it is? Is that what it? I don't even know what it is right now. I don't pay it. So I did a quick yeah, search I and thought I. Okay. I thought I saw right now it's $180.96 for a non resident license. So it's even higher than that. Okay. So the license. And what's their deer? Is their deer tag at $74? Or is it higher than that? It's currently at $76.96. 76. So, yeah, this is completely false information then. Sorry. <laughs> this is useless to us. <laughs> That's why you like got to be careful about what you're reading you online. Careful. Right, which is why we're doing what we're doing, because you can find some bogus stuff. So yeah. I was just trying to get some clarity as to non-resident stuff, because we don't obviously pay that. Um, but we do have some non-resident listeners. We have people that listen outside of Ohio. So I was, just, was trying to get some information, but... This did us no good, so sorry to yeah. ramble. Yeah. Well, and uh, kind of getting back to the the topic a little bit. Um, yeah, so this is estimated to uh, increase revenues by $4 million. Um, so this is only a step in the right direction um, because $4 million annually over 10 years is $40 million. And our deficit is over a hundred million, so it is only a step in the right direction, but it is a big step in the right direction. Yeah, and one of the other things that this budget increase is going to allow for is they've got forty-seven million dollars earmarked for the purchase of AEP recreation land. So, I think last year they, if I if I read the article right. 
I think they purchased like something like 6,000 acres. This money should purchase another 25,000 of the remaining 50,000 acres. So that'll be another that should lock up more land. I mean, cause we've been using AEP land as public land, but it, it's, it's private land. It's been private land, but they've just allowed public hunting, public access on it. Once the state owns it, then it should definitely be locked up for public access for, I don't know, as long as we'll be around, I would imagine. So I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. And one thing is that that 74 million is not official yet. Um, it has been earmarked, but it hasn't been officially allocated. 47 um, so million. What did I say? 74. Oh, sorry. 47 million. It, it has not been officially allocated yet. So uh, please keep pushing your uh, representatives to, you know, get that money officially allocated and get the purchase of the acres through. And if you if you want, I would I would encourage people to follow the Ohio backcountry hunters and anglers because they they are on top of this AEP stuff, I think, better than anybody. And. So when there's an important moment where we need to be pushing, they will let people know and, you know, we'll try to relay that information, but, but they are kind of the, the go-to source for, Hey, there's something we need to do in this moment to support public lands. So I, you know, I sort of try to get my information from them because they've got their, their finger on the pulse of all of that and are really working on on those things so check them out for information on that and uh like jeff said it's not a done deal so let's not you know don't count your chickens before they hatch sort of thing you know um one thing i guess i as i was reading this and because of the comments that we've gotten recently oh before i get into that i just saw one of my notes so these budget increases According to the article I read, John Windau, who you guys heard last week on the podcast talking about the ODNR controlled hunts, um, he was quoted in this article saying that these prices, these price increases are going to go into effect on October 16th. So I'm not sure how, I guess, the deer tag prices are going to increase in the early part of season. So if you want to save some money this year, you know, I don't know, maybe you want to wait and spend the extra money and, and get the uh, Division of Wildlife some of that extra revenue. Or maybe you want to save some money this year. And I, I think the way I'm reading this, you should be able to buy your tags prior to October 16th at the previous price, the $24 price versus the $31.20 new price effective October 16th. So just something to point out, something to think about. But after yeah. that point, they're all going to be 3120. Right. And that that affects uh, deer tags and fall turkey tags. The price of fall turkey tags is also going up uh, for residents. It's going from twenty four dollars to thirty one twenty. Same as the the increase in the deer tags. And for non-residents, the price of it fall turkey tag will be and uh, when the spring turkey tag comes available will be going from 29.12 to 
to 38-48. So you can get before the 18th, or sorry, before the 16th, October 16th, you can get both of those tags what will currently be a discounted price. After that, the price hike uh, will go into effect. And uh, I'm not sure when the, because the fishing license prices are going up as well, but this article I read said uh, they didn't have a date for when those prices were going to go into effect. Did you, Jeff, did you, were you able to find when that stuff is planned to go into effect for fishing? I don't believe they've announced when the fishing license hike will take place. I'm assuming, and this is just an assumption, that it's probably going to go into effect at the beginning of the year um, because they don't want to, that would be difficult to switch, you know, mid, mid-year, calendar year. Oh, um, I see. But that's just an assumption. Okay. All right. Hey, I want to pause here for a quick second and talk about Monster Whitetail Grub. They sponsor the Ohio Huntsman podcast, so we really appreciate that. And they have everything that you would need from a deer feed standpoint. So they've got straight mineral, they've got flavored corn, and then they've got their their premium product, which is just their Monster Whitetail Grub feed. And it's got long-range attractant, so it's got a flavor in, in it. It's got mineral mixed in. It's got some corn mixed in, but it's a it's a textured feed, so the deer eat it slower. And then once it is gone, like I said, there's that there's that powdered mineral in there that, that leaches into the soil, so the deer continue to come back even after the the physical feed is gone. So it's a great option if you want to use something this fall to hunt over. So check them out. There'll be a link in the description. You can check them out. Check out all their products, and uh, maybe it'll help you get on some deer this fall. So. From this, I guess I kind of want to open the the can of worms that is non-resident prices. So I saw the, in you know, because the resident prices are going up. In this article, they talked about the non-resident prices of $76.96. And so it got me curious because the article even mentioned that even after the increase that Ohio's non-resident prices were still a bargain compared to other destination deer hunting spots. So I started doing some quick Google searches, and you'll have to forgive me because these, like I said, were just quick Google searches. It wasn't like I was drilling through the site and selecting my options, but from some of the, I guess, destination um, deer hunting states, from what I'm seeing, it, it is still a a massive um, savings. It is still a massive uh, discount, I guess, for non-residents to come to Ohio because after the $180.96 license and the $76.96 either sex deer tag, you come to a grand total of $257.90, let's call it $260.00 for a non-resident to come and from a couple quick Google searches, um, Illinois for a non-resident, I think is somewhere in the neighborhood of $410 for a non-resident to come hunt deer. Iowa non-resident is like $644 plus some, some fees, some, you know, handling fees, if you will. 
So right, that's... and I'm pretty sure Iowa, I, I'm sure there's probably some places, but that's all lottery draw too, which I'm sure you apply for that and pay more money. Right. So it's... Uh... I mean, I would definitely say there's room for growth in terms of non-resident. Um, if you want to put Ohio in the same category as the other quote-unquote big buck states, which based on the last few years and the record deer coming out of Ohio, I'd say we have a place at the table. Um, I mean, it definitely, like you said, it's a can of worms. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. I don't want to price any hunter out of hunting. Right. But at the same time, um, I mean, if it's a destination product for the state of Ohio, if our deer, you know, our big giant bucks are a destination hunting spot for out-of-staters, we need to start capitalizing on that on some level. Um, You know, it's, I know there's a lot of pushback and concern about leasing and guys leasing all the land and that's driving up prices and you know, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Land is a fair market thing. I mean, if out-of-state guys have millions of dollars to buy huge chunks of land and use it to lease, that's, you know, we live in America. They're allowed to do that. But um, in terms of out-of-state tags, I feel like we do, we are still by far the most affordable, especially for the quality of deer, quality and quantity, really, of deer that we have to offer. Um, you know, we don't have the hunting pressure that some of the other surrounding states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, you know, they have so many hunters that their deer just don't grow because they, you know, there's just too many guys putting eyes on them. Um, so, I mean, right now we're kind of in the glory days of big bucks in Ohio. I mean, with movement towards more deer management and herd management, we're growing some giants and, you know, I I don't I wouldn't be opposed necessarily to the ODNR treating it that way. Um, you know, I don't know, but like I said, that's a touchy subject because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's like you said, it's touchy because us as resident hunters, it's easy to say, yeah, increase the non-resident prices. That's no skin right. off my back, right? Right, right. But but the ODNR, they've got to sort of balance right like it's a supply and demand problem right if you increase the prices you are going to like you said price some people out of the market and even though you've increased the prices you're going to lose that revenue right and it's not even just the tag revenue i mean out-of-staters are coming in as we've said before, they're getting hotels, they're shopping at the restaurants, the gas stations, the, right. you know, I mean, it's right. some of these small towns, they, you know, the only reason for the whole year that they probably are out of the red is because of deer season. You know, right. they're in the middle of nowhere and they get an influx of a thousand out of state guys over, you know, just using their hotels, their yeah. restaurants, their bars, their, there's a lot of other things at play more than just selling a deer tag or a license right opening day gun season is their black friday yeah yeah that's where i wanted to kind of jump in and kind of say i don't think so much of our problem 
I mean, Ohio is a a bargain hunting state. Where that's our identity. Um, it really helps our economy to be a bargain hunting state. Um, where where the problem I think really lies is the ODNR isn't getting their fair share of that economic boom that they are causing. You know, they're they're only getting tag money. If we really want to fix this problem, we probably need to come up with a a hotel tax for that the ODNR is getting a portion of in certain areas of the state or something like that so that they can get a portion of this economic boom that they are causing. Now, when you say ODNR, are you are you talking Division of Wildlife or I mean, ODNR as a whole? It could be earmarked to the specifically the Division of Wildlife, but I mean, most of the time the stuff, you know, the, the funds are going to the, the ODNR as a whole and then allocated out. Okay. I mean, because this is probably the same with all of, you know, there, you know, people are coming to Hocking Hills and, you know, spending money to hike. But there really, there's no tax that's really funding those parks either from, you know, the hotels or whatever. Right. If they're not staying on park property, then the park isn't really making money or getting a cut of the, the revenue that they're producing. Right, I see. So at least some portion of that money, or or depending on how they set it up, maybe it's a time of year, maybe you know, maybe it's right, yeah, any revenue generated during gun season or whatever, you know, that's right. division of wildlife money or whatever, whatever it needs to be, right. But that that would definitely that would be a a way because, like you said, this is even this increase is still a a shortfall in budget requirements, so right. that would be a way to capture some of that money to to fill out the budget without charging hunters more uh, i guess maybe they'd end up paying if you're if you're a traveling hunter and you know it's going to be a hotel tax or something like that like the hotels aren't just going to eat that cost right they're going to reflect it in their prices but you know so it it's not a tag and license increase it's a that everybody's going to pay. It's a traveling hunter staying in a hotel. Therefore, like you said, maybe it favors non-resident hunters. That's another way to make them pay a little bit more. Uh, you right. Know, if they're going to a lodge or something, maybe not. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's an interesting thought. And yeah. I guess I would say, like you said, you know, Ohio being a, a sort of budget-friendly deer state or budget-friendly hunting state, that all makes sense. I mean, we don't have tons and tons of public land, neither does Iowa, but I, I don't know that we have the, the class or, or, I mean, we, we don't get me wrong. We've got some giant Iowa class deer, but you know, they call Iowa the land of giants for a reason, right? It's just, it's prime time deer. Uh, it's the deer hunting Mecca, right? Like it, 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 or at least that's the way it's made out on, uh, on the old TV, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think we have deer just as big as they have there. They just have a better 
they've done a because they kind of limit opportunity they have a better age structure in terms of you know i mean when you go out in ohio there's going to be one giant or two giants in your area in iowa there's 15 or 16 because you know what i mean they just they structure it so that there's just so many big deer out there versus you know the one giant that someone in your county might kill this year that'll be 200 inches yeah. In Iowa, there's a 200-incher. Right. In Iowa, there's a 200-incher on every property. <laughs> you know, I'm exaggerating, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. And so where, where I was going with that is, you know, I'm not saying we, we need to increase non-resident prices to Iowa levels. If, you know, if we want to sort of maintain this, Ohio is a budget-friendly spot. We're going to continue to try and capture some of that non-resident revenue. But it does look like there's room there to bump the non-resident prices up a little more. And, uh, you know, it's still the cheapest sort of destination hunting spot. But it's, uh, you know, maybe marginally cheaper versus like hundreds of dollars cheaper. Right. If that makes any sense. Another place where there may be some room for the ODNR to bump up non-resident and even resident uh, uh, fees is Lake Erie. Lake Erie is a destination fishing place. Yeah, you know, that's what I was just—I was just going to ask you because you probably would know more and, about that. But like, yeah. how does the payment and it's structure, a bargain, right? How, how does that come back? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, being a resident. I can buy my fishing license and go, you don't buy fish tags. You know what I mean? So like how, how does the ODNR, the division of wildlife capitalize on that? Or do they not at all really like these charters? Do they pay a fee part of the the fee they charge for a daily fee? Does any of that go back to the ODNR or the division of wildlife? Or does anyone know? I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the whole process on fishing in Lake Erie. Yeah, I honestly don't know if they have to pay an additional fee back to the, you know, Division of Wildlife or anything like that or not. Because, um, like, I know just the only thing I know is I've went, you know, deep sea fishing off, you know, in the Gulf of Florida. And I know that has built in kind of like a, you know, you buy your one day license or whatever to do it but i think also built in there i'm pretty sure is some sort of a usage tax or fee because you're using their resources then you pay that it's just built into your price you don't even know you're paying it but i'm pretty sure there's a fee in there that they kind of tag in there because the different charter boats then have to turn a percentage over to the state of florida in order to run their business or you know run as a charter so I was wondering if there's anything like that for, you know, because that's starting to become bigger and bigger. The charter trips out on the lake for perch, walleye, whatever it is. Yeah, I honestly don't know if there is a fee or not. Um, but I do know that, yeah, the quality of fish coming out of Lake Erie is becoming better and better. Um, perch, walleye, smallmouth especially, um, you know. Uh, Lake Erie is becoming a pretty fantastic smallmouth fishery. Well, and you said earlier it's a bargain. What can you elaborate on that? Because I'm not, uh, you know, like Jacob, I'm not real versed on 
fishing in the state? Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers, um, but it's I I know that there's a lot of people who come to Ohio to fish on Lake Erie and even residents, you know, as a resident, you can buy your, uh, $19 fishing license and go fish on Lake Erie, which is like a prime fishing, you know, freshwater fishing, uh, fishery where, you know, you, I think you could easily charge an additional, $20 $20 Lake Erie, you know, get an additional, you know, 20 or whatever. Maybe it's even $5 Lake Erie stamp to be able to fish on Lake Erie. You know, your fishing license is a inward, inland water fishing license. Then you need to get a Lake Erie stamp. I see. Yeah. And I think just about any guy who went and fished on Lake Erie would easily pay an additional 5 10 20 you know, it would be like getting a deer tag, you know, any you idea pay for how your that, license. Yeah. Any idea how that compares to other states that have, you know, that, that have a border on the Great Lakes? I don't. I really don't. Okay. I Wasn't do know that this time of year, um, up on Lake Erie, you know, there's a lot of hotels that are full with guys from Wisconsin uh minnesota and then down south tennessee georgia kentucky you know there's a lot of -of out-of-state people coming to fish on lake erie okay so it is it it also is uh a pretty powerful economic factor so i don't know where do we go from here we kind of summarized the what we've seen as what to expect for budget increases and, you know, sort of what that money is allocated for or why they need the increase, right? Any other comments on that? Um, wrap up? I did want to touch on youth a little bit. Okay. Um, Ohio was a great bargain for youth hunting. I mean, fantastic bargain. Um, because currently, non-resident youth hunters pay the same as a resident youth. Um, okay. As long as your sales agent doesn't make a mistake. Because there, uh, there was some, some change in wording last year, I believe, that made a lot of the sales agents think that non-resident youth, that there wasn't any youth non-resident tag anymore so they had to pay for a non-resident hunting license and a non-resident tag for an Um, adult tag for an adult which they've re-clarified things this year and it's the same as a resident youth so i think a resident youth license is 10 or 15 dollars and then 12 is sticking in my head Okay, well, I know a uh, resident or just a youth deer tag is $12. Oh, okay. Maybe that's yeah, and, and with this budget increase, um, that will go up to $16. Um, so there is going to be an increase on the youth as well for both deer tags and turkey tags, um, which I don't like to see. Um, but it's still 
a bargain for resident youth and it's a steal for non-resident youth. Yeah. So, Jeff, okay. are you completely sure that you're giving factual information? Because I just went on the ODNR website, and if you say you're not a resident of Ohio, it does not give you a youth option. Are you a youth? I guess I'm not. Maybe I need to change my date of birth. Uh, yeah, well, uh, let me go look at the... Give me one second here. I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. I just want to make yeah. sure we're being it, factual. <laughs> it, in the rules and regu- in the regs book, it says resident and non-resident youth, one-year hunting license, $10. So, That's yes. the one they just, they just list, they just published. They, That's this they year. They just published, yes. Yep, uh, this good. year's. Cool. Because um, I know that was one of the big pushbacks or points of contention with this budget increase is that it was going to eliminate youth opportunity you know an out-of-state dad can't bring his kids and it's gonna basically eliminate more youth from hunting which is not what we need but that looks like they've addressed that so that's good yeah yeah and um verifying and yes with the tags it says youth permit resident and non-resident good so um another strange thing i found with this additional uh tag increase is that uh senior tags were not affected at all which i thought was very interesting i saw that too what yeah now it i don't know i don't know why they decided to do that let's speculate because why not it's a podcast we can do whatever we want Uh uh-huh right right (laughs) (laughs) but it, it seems real strange that a you know a guy who's taking his nine year old out deer hunting is going to have to pay more for a tag than what's what's the senior age? Is it sixty five? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm let's far, just say far from a senior, so I've not paid attention right. to what yeah, the age yeah. is. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I understand that seniors are a lot of times on a fixed budget, but so are kids. Kind of kids typically don't have any money of their own. Well, and a lot of people are on fixed incomes and fixed budgets. I mean, I don't buy into that. Really? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people that live paycheck to paycheck and don't have extra money to throw around. So I don't really necessarily buy into like, oh, they're on a fixed income. So is everybody else. Well, maybe I'll, as a devil's advocate, well, maybe they've paid their money then. You know, they've been on this earth for whatever it is, 65 years. They've already paid their money to conservation. Okay. Could be. We can that 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 holds a little more weight and is a little more plausible. You I like that better? That. Yeah, I can okay. follow that. That doesn't okay. chafe me as much. Um, well, but I still don't really understand why they get a pass. I guess I don't know. I mean, if if anything that I've you know that I've learned from doing these interviews with people from the Division of Wildlife or, or the ODNR is that it, it's not an arbitrary decision somebody somewhere thought about especially the fact that everything else went up except for sort of thing like that i highly doubt it was like oh yeah we forgot about seniors well they'll just stay the same price you know i i highly doubt that's what happened so it feels like it was an intentional decision to we are going to leave those prices where they are for some reason that isn't blatantly obvious to us at the moment I would guess. Personally, I would say that it's probably such a 
minute number of sales that it wouldn't make sense to even mess with it because the few people that you would end up preventing getting tags or whatever would licenses tags would give you more negative publicity than the income or the revenue from increasing it. That would be my guess is that they looked at it in their total number of senior sales doesn't make it, you know, that's one thing we can leave the same to show that we're doing the old guys a favor type thing and get the good publicity from that or the good vibes since everyone else is going to be mad at us for jacking our prices up. Or could it have something to do, and again, this is all just speculation, but, you know, the average age of hunters continues to go up, right? So we're not recruiting new hunters, and the people that are hunting continue to get older. And so maybe they're not ready to potentially lose senior hunters until they've done things to replace them with youth hunters. And so they're going to leave those tags alone. Yeah. And what, what else just clicked in my head was it really wasn't too long ago that they got, they did away with free senior licenses and free senior tags. Oh yeah. So because, you know, it's probably, probably a hard pill to bear, you know, to swallow that. Oh, well they got away, you know, they did away with the free senior license before I, you know, became a senior. So now I have to pay every year and now you're trying to increase the tag, you know, so that it, that could be, you know, they could have a, a viable reason to kind of complain there that, you know, they were working towards this free, you know, where I could hunt for free and then they changed that rule. So now I'm, I have to pay every year because I think it's if you were born 37, if you were born in 37 or if or sooner, if you're then you're free. Anything after 37, you have to pay the senior price. Okay. So 1937 or later. So someone who's born in 1938, you know, who's one year off you know, probably has a reason to complain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, interesting things to kind of speculate on, I guess. So, if you guys don't have anything else, I I don't have anything else. I think this has been kind of an interesting uh, sort of roundtable BS session about budget and and sort of the exciting news of uh, our new website. So if you guys have any closing thoughts before we shut it off? I don't think so. Go check out our new website. Um, we put a lot of time into it, so we hope you guys like it. Yeah, I mean, check out the website. If there's anything that I guess you don't see on there that you wish you did, let us know. Um, like I said, we put a lot of thought and time into creating it, so we think we covered everything, but... Obviously, there's always a chance we might have missed something that you guys might be looking for, but just let us know if there's anything that you'd like to see different. Um, Like I said, our goal is to provide news and information for Ohio hunters. Um, We hope that's kind of a good landing spot and a place where you can direct people um, 
to kind of get that information or people that may or may not listen to the podcast, you can direct them there as an easy place for them to find the podcast. Because uh, like we said before, our main goal and mission uh, when we started this thing was to just get good quality, factual information out to the hunters, uh, specifically in the state of Ohio. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end. Um, like you said, if you want other information on there that's not on there, let us know. Shoot us an email, shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and uh, let us know. And with that, just want to say thanks for listening. <laughs>